Boom. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Junction podcast. I believe it's episode 10. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about how valuable training techniques and movements is when for both sides. Like, so everybody has a strong side, everybody has a weak side. So training both of them. Um, so, and we, we also want to give concrete advice by the end for how beginners and white belts should be approaching this problem in training. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that the first thing to do, especially for our um, more beginner listeners, is to talk about what's actually pretty typical and what we see in most jujitsu schools. And um, so just briefly, pretty much everybody trains their dominant side. Yeah, and sometimes instructors will even tell you, just train the side I'm showing, train your dominant side. Or Yeah, I've even seen instructors with like left-handed people not allow them to do the move on the other side because... It's, it's messing with the other students? Is that the, yeah, the they, idea? Yeah, well, and uh, there's a potential chance, you know, might, uh, maybe the instructor himself can't do it to both sides. Because his whole time, he's been that way. So. Yeah, yeah, it's all in the train. Uh, and I, which I, you know, I coach kids mostly, so I, I sort them out full, both ways, upside down, backwards. Uh, yeah, as much as possible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, my my kiddo is left-handed, and it is very funny to watch all all of the kids trying to like uh, pair off with him, and things will just look a little bit silly because mm-hmm. everybody's used to doing it in a right hand dominant way even even though the kids are doing both sides obviously there's yeah no you yeah. can uh, that that's where you see who's where the dominant side is like oh he can do it left-handed better than right-handed yeah you know and there are some kids that literally uh you can't tell um you know my, my kid has been around forever because he's done both sides since day one yeah. you can't really tell if he has a dominant side um, I'm not really sure. I know he has a dominant hand, right? But right. Yeah. I don't know if technique-wise he has a dominant side. It kind it's, of it sure doesn't feel like it. No, <laughs> you can't really find a yeah, place anywhere. You, you can't turn like most of the time. You you turn to one hip and you feel relatively confident because people can't attack very well on that side. That's not the case with this kid. <laughs> no, not at all. But you know, maybe maybe if you're just starting jujitsu, maybe at first. Maybe early, right? Early in your jiu-jitsu career, it's okay to kind of focus on that one side. If you feel a little overwhelmed by what you're learning, but if you if you can watch what's going on and not really feel overwhelmed, I would try to learn it both ways every time. Yeah, if if you're if you're already good at the technique, you understand it at at least for sure. Do it the yeah, other way. Yeah, then you then you start putting in reps on the other way. For sure, right? Especially with like simple techniques, right? Like a, a simple knee cut. You could definitely learn how to do that both yeah. sides, you know. Um, and that, that's how I would say the differentiation is as you differentiation, <laughs> as you uh, differentiation. Shoot, there it is. Um, as you uh, just a little tired. That's all. <laughs> Words slurring a little more than normal. Um, <laughs> than normal. <laughs> than normal. But you know, that's what I would say is as you you know maybe that's even a way to kind of uh, respark your brain. Uh, it's a technique that you're kind of comfortable with. Like, oh man, wait a minute, let me. Let me try to learn this on the other side. Yeah. Um, I think there's a study about brushing your teeth with your opposite hand and it does something to your brain in the morning. I've done it for a couple of weeks and it like gets your brain fired. Now, once the left hand became 
somewhat normal, but it was like cognitive. It yeah. kind of got my brain going first thing, like firing neurons that hadn't been fired because I'd never brushed my. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And within two weeks, I actually got better at it. <laughs> but you know, I'll still do Ma it sometimes. Ma manual toothbrush or electric? Yeah. Manual, manual. Okay. Yeah, right. always manual. Old school. Old school. <laughs> it's just something weird. Just something weird about a toothbrush yeah. vibrating in my mouth. <laughs> but that's just me. It is what it is. Yeah, vibrating toothbrushes are the bomb. <laughs> I heard they feel good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, so I also think that that training both sides, there's there's obviously an opportunity cost, right? So we talked about. With simple techniques, it makes a whole lot of sense to train both sides. It, it's good for you. It, it'll also like keep things from getting too um, overtrained in one, mm -hmm. in one one set of muscles. Yeah, too overdeveloped in an area. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so if you can, that's great. Um, but there is an opportunity cost of making your dominant side better, right? So train. There's like. I think that there's like a breaking point depending on how much training you're able to do. If, For if, sure. If you're a one or two class a week person, don't bother with this. Just no. just train your dominant side. That's fine. Because it needs to be specific at that yeah, point, right? Yeah. You, like, like the less training time you have and the less um, recovered you're able to get like either one of those. Anything that reduces your effective ability to get a lot of high quality repetitions that makes me lean towards just train your dominant side mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so you're gonna have to make a judgment call for yourself um yeah and i know a lot of uh competition oriented coaches are uh maybe not a lot maybe you know there's definitely different philosophies right but you know there are some coaching philosophies that you get to your dominant thing you get to your dominant side and you you do that that's what you're dominant at yeah you know, so uh, competition-wise, you know, they, they'll probably restrict you down a little bit too um, to make sure that you're doing what gives you the best chance to win. Now, that might not necessarily be your best, uh, the best way for you to learn, the best way for you to progress in jiu-jitsu. Well, but if you're at a competition, yeah. you know, a competition yeah. school, that might change it a little bit. They're, yeah. they're trying, you know, their goals it aren't necessarily, it is in the big scale, but on the short term, they're trying to help you win which entails puts the banner in their gym from where their team won. So, you know, they're going to be a little more focused training too. And uh, a lot of times those competition coaches get to your strong side, get to your good shot, get to your good pass, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, there, are, there are things that you can develop on both sides that will allow you to get to that dominant thing. Like it is way more efficient. Like I, I mentioned the knee cut earlier, right? being able to knee cut to either side and then instead of knowing how to do all of your side control submissions from both sides maybe you just spend a little bit of time making it so you can get to the other side of side control right and that's that's way easier than mm -hmm. learning your three or however many submissions from the other side of side control yeah that, that'll probably go back is what we you know uh, kind of harp on every time um Learn the movements of that, uh, you know, of that guard pass to the other side. You ain't got to learn all the techniques there, but learn how to pass the guard. Learn how to get the side control. Learn how to get the knee on belly. Learn how to transition yeah. from side to side. Yeah. Um, you know, learn how to mount from the right, mount from the left. Um, mm. You know, take yeah. the back from the right, take the back from the left. 
Uh, doesn't have to be a, a specific technique there where you're learning Americana on this side and Americana on that side or whatever, mousetrap and mousetrap. You're learning, you know, just those movements that that way you can tra- the transition, the yeah. mapping out the movements of the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and like the ultimate goal is to be competent in as many places that you can be. For sure. And, uh, Cause that gives you comfortability too in what you're doing. You know, the yeah. more confident you are in places, mm-hmm. like there's not, man, I like this. You know, I didn't get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like most white belts and beginners start with just working on their dominant side, working on their dominant techniques, and that's okay. It helps. It helps them understand it in general, right? So, I think that depending on the situation that the and the technique set that we're actually thinking about um the advice differs so yeah, I, so sure. we've got like i'm gonna i'm gonna outline it here we're gonna go over like the escapes control and movement and then the submissions and i kind of put these in order of how much i feel you need to know how to do it on both sides right for sure you yeah. have to be able to at least do a couple of basic escapes from <laughs> no each, question because what if the guy on top can go to the other side you are screwed yeah <laughs> right. holy cow yeah yeah definitely you need to be able to escape from both sides mm-hmm. no question that is uh that's definitely at the top um be able to yeah no question yeah and and you could also follow the same principle of the easier escapes you get a lot of reps on both sides yeah and and again gosh man every time i go back to move there's a baseline of movements for escapes, you know, and not, I'm not talking about going through your whole, you know, move the head, frame under, put a knee shield in and break the grip to get back to guard. I'm talking about the movement that's going to create a scramble to get you back to on top. You know, it's uh, yeah, just working your baseline movements, move the head and pulling your elbow under, mm-hmm. getting to your base. Those things from both sides are going to be so, so valuable, um, you know, as you start to move down the list. Yeah, for uh, sure. So, so definitely know how to escape from both sides, both directions. That's really important. Yeah, and that would probably be grouped in with all your – make sure your move – like your shrimp. Make sure you can shrimp yeah. both sides. Make yeah. sure you can technical stand up both sides. Those handful of movements that you're learning in your classes, and then if you've watched any stuff we do, we've got a bunch of those movements. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure that, that you can do those movements both sides is going to be a huge, huge help yeah, for sure. down the road. Yeah. Um, Yep. And so, so, so definitely learn the escaping both sides. And then we were already talking about movements, but I feel like movements and control is the next step, right? If we look at like the, the hierarchy of things, yeah, cause I gotta be able to survive. Yeah. I need to be able to escape and survive, yep. escape and survive. And then now, now right? I need to after, grasp control after, sometimes. after that, we're establishing control yeah. We're we're working from neutral. And we're working our controlled transitions, and only and then we developing that on both sides keeps us on top, and it gives us the opportunity to actually go for the submissions. Yeah. So this is so it's there's like a a a reverse pyramid, right? Like escapes super important, control and movement. You know that's in the middle. It's also very important, and then the submissions part. You don't really get a ton of reps on those until you've built the first two. Yep, no, one one hundred percent. I think once you've once those first two are built, and if you have control movement from both sides, then you've already kind of your brain's working for escapes from both sides. Mm-hmm. 
your brain's working now, like you can kind of control and you can kind of move on both sides. Your brain's probably going to work the right way too. And it's going to look and you, you'll be able to kind of, it'll help you figure submissions out on both sides, you know, yeah. like my triangle up here. Oh no, like my triangle up here. Yeah. Just different arms, um, you know, and I think there'll be a handful of basic drills that, um, you know, do that, that just, just rep drill, like a triangle drill. You're working both sides an arm bar drill. Yeah. You're working both sides. So they're going to get some work on both sides there too. Yeah. With the, 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 the simple submissions, yeah. right? You're right. going gonna to get a chance to drill that most of the time to both sides. And then you'll start being able to try it in rolls. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, so submissions, probably like it's probably the least important for you to know how to do it on both sides, but it's still a valuable asset, especially sure. if, if you're putting in time learning the submissions on the side people suck at defending yeah no that that people kind of uh reverse engineer that you know they people have submissions and they don't get the submission then they're lost in the water you know they don't have any foundation built on it like you know if if i can escape everything then i can have an opportunity to control everything you know like but if i can escape every if i can't escape everything i don't i may not have an opportunity to do anything else you know, so and, and with jujitsu and with combat sports, it's hard to think you'll dominate the whole time. Yeah, it usually goes back and forth. Some, you know, as a coach with my my kids that compete, like I'm not trying to create scenarios of techniques. I'm trying to create a scenario where they're winning a little bit, and then something happens, and they lose a little bit, and then something happens, and you win a little bit. Yeah, you know, so, um, yeah, I think with with the ability to escape then you're good and the ability to control you know you can slow it down and stop it um so those two things have to be first yeah yeah so you definitely do it in order and train both sides uh focus your training on doing both sides in that same order so escapes control and movement and then submissions yeah and you're gonna be you're gonna be ahead of a lot of people if you can oh man you're you're okay so you're if you start if you start this if you keep an eye on this early enough you you hit purple belt and you're just a better purple oh, belt 100 percent. like you just you just so your your base is so much more fleshed out so much so yeah. much more yeah so so do it where you can um so uh will training both sides help in performance on the mats in training <laughs> not at first <laughs> Definitely not at first. Uh, it's going to take a while, especially when you're training your dummy side. Well, this is where we – what what is success, success on the mats in training? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you There's want – There's no referees. <laughs> yeah. Success to me is working these escapes and not you – know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, success is the learning, but especially if you don't have a com competition outlet you you're not visiting schools like this is how you track whether or not you're doing well right yeah, if you're trying to do all three of those things both sides it's gonna be hard to really get but but if you're genuinely you forget control you forget submissions and you're just trying to escape positions you're going to get better at escaping positions mm -hmm. there's no there's no way you're not going to get better at yeah. escaping submissions for sure so so it won't help your per performance and training or whatever not at first it will pay dividends later yeah um again it'll separate you yeah um, so uh the other question is is competition performance a different beast for this 
Yeah, I think that's what I went to earlier. Yeah. Um, I think you probably, uh, we talked about the movement. I think you probably need to movement and control um, both sides, at least the way I train for, for my kids in competition. And then we narrow it down for competition. And we get to your stuff. Yeah. Now we still make, okay, this happens, so let's transition, transition. Okay, get back to your strong side. Yeah. Build, you know, build the pathways yeah, to the A game. It might be a knee cut on the other side, but we're working on backstepping back to our strong side. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just given the given my kids or competitors just a little bit of a blinder, you know, to focus them forward a little bit more, um, you know, as opposed to giving them an open book. Yeah, but, it, it uh, works. It definitely works this way for adults too. But I make sure that they escape both sides. Those and you've seen that. I make sure. Okay, we're getting this both sides because, man, I would hate a kid be winning and a kid get stuck in a position or a competitor, not even a kid, but get stuck in a position and not be able to work your way out of it and be like, man, just because we couldn't get out of left sided side control. Yeah, we were turning like we were trying to go to our right. Like, no, that's shoot. Yeah, yeah so. For sure. Um, that I definitely layer that on for my kids for competition, yeah. Yeah. no doubt. So uh, I guess uh, let's let's give people an idea of like what the timeline would be for when it starts paying off. Like when, because it's going it's going to feel like you're doing something wrong when you do a whole bunch of really hard reps on your awkward side. So when does it pay off? Like. Give, give them a reason to do this delayed gratification thing. Like, um, if, if people know, like, you know, this is going to pay off a decent amount in a year, but three years down the line, you're, you're going to be passing people, you know, like, what do you think? What have you seen? Um, it's, it's, it's all in the person. Some people have the ability to, to look at something Take it for as simple as it is and apply it on both sides. Okay, your inside hand's on the hip, your outside hand's on the knee, your inside knee goes through, and I never said right or left. Mm-hmm. Some people have the ability and then to, to shut their brain off and just do what they see. Some people, they can't do it with their dominant side. So attempting to do it on their weak side would make me pull my eyes out. <laughs> yes but again there are people where and you've heard me teach kids like that like okay inside hand well if i'm on this side what do i do okay inside hand and like oh yeah yes you know uh so i i definitely seen a you know people been able to people that are able to do it and people that aren't and you'll know that you know you'll know that yeah. about yourself um it, it take it personally takes me a ton of reps a ton of reps to start working my weak side to get yeah, yeah. where you like, feel and that, kind and, of comfortable and I've, and I've just accepted that i'm one of those people that's well, gonna have to work harder and that's okay just brushing my teeth with my opposite hand took me two weeks for not yeah. to feel awkward yeah now no. and that was two weeks of at least twice a day sometimes three three times a day brushing yeah. my teeth so yeah. talking 14 days you know 28 to yeah that's just brushing your 35 teeth. just brushing my teeth so i could imagine you know there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, and then the brain, I think the brain, again, if you're able to look at something and say, okay, I'm going to try to assess it on the other side, that does something for your brain too, your, your cognitive ability. Like that's, yeah, that's good for you. Yeah. So just maybe you don't see actual tangible results right away, but <clears throat> just the, 
the mind opening of trying to do it both sides, I think is valuable. Um, trust me. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it plays a role. Uh, so I think it's valuable from, from day one, but you just might not see it. Yeah. It, it brings, it brings you value. It's not going to sure. bring you immediate performance. And if you're okay with that, which you probably should be, um, because of, because it's, it's gonna, it doesn't really matter in training, right? Uh-huh. It just, it, it doesn't. Um, the idea is to learn and to become, you know, as, as good as, as good as you, as well developed as you can be. Right. Okay. Um, so what's the other thing I have here? So, um, there's something that I ended up doing by accident. So what about training things weak side only working directly on the weak side techniques? Um, I choke everyone left-handed. I'm right-handed. So <laughs> I, I just, just something that I picked up by accident and then I started doing a whole bunch of stuff left-handed. And it was just like I did a few foundational things where I, I dump, I figured out that um, if I work on one side, that's where everyone's weak. So I just put in all my reps that way. <laughs> Interesting. So um, if you if you want. Well, and that, and that uh, we said earlier, that probably separated you from a handful of people that wasn't able to escape both sides correctly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I didn't even know I was doing it. But <laughs> other people, for sure, because I can escape both sides. <laughs> I did not shy away. I've got my butt kicked a lot <laughs> over the past nine years. Yeah, nine so. and a half years of doing jujitsu. A lot of my butt kicked, and a and a lot of uh, escaping. Yeah, yeah. So you could definitely you could go that route if you want to. Like if I honestly think that that's probably a really high value. Oh yeah, performance route. Like if you're looking for performance and then it's, it's so much easier to fill it in on your dominant where, side later where I'm at. Oh, for sure. No question where I'm at. Um, you know, I, I do it. I'm like, okay. Uh, I went through a couple of phases nerd nerding out when it comes to my training and I wanted to make sure that <clears throat> I could get my stance close to square so I could attack both sides mm-hmm. equally. Um, so I, I just kind of said, okay, for the next six months, I'm a left leg lead. Mm-hmm. Everything I done, I did it left handed, and, and now I'm pretty ambidextrous. I'm ambidextrous, <laughs> and I'm messing up on all my words. Today. I done do both sides. I don't. Correctly. I do do both sides good. <laughs> I do both sides more real gooder. Good. But you know, uh, it was probably a good six six weeks, man, maybe maybe longer where. I just felt so awkward and now I can kind of teach stuff both sides. I found it super valuable in me being a coach because again, you got left-handed kids. Um, and I have, I have a kid on my program, uh, Riker, I can say his name. I don't yeah. Um, his dad actually brought him to me five years ago because the martial arts school they took him to Riker was left-handed and the guy made him stand in a right-handed stance. Now, now it doesn't matter. Riker can do both sides. It doesn't right. matter. And I'll, I pick around with Brian about it all the time, but yeah. All it was is the instructor didn't know how to teach a left-handed stance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of made, like, I, I've got to make sure I learn. i got to be able to at least show it both sides. I can't I can't have a kid. And, and it's got to look good. So I took, you know, six months probably, good six months in all of my training to do stuff in the other stance. And now I'm probably one of the the, the most fluid back and forth. Yeah, you're, you're close to ambidextrous. Yeah. Yep. 
really, really, really close to it, you know, yeah. and that was just, but it was a couple periods where I really focused. I was like, you know what? I've got to do this. Okay, I'm going to try that back step to the other side. I've got to get to it because I've got to, because I want to step over the head and back. Like, And I kind of nerded out on a few positions where I made sure to do my weak side. Yeah. Um, which cool. isn't my weak side anymore. It's my other side. It's your other side, yeah. I don't like describing things as weak words, and strong. Words matter. They're powerful. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, not your weak side, your, your other side. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that we've, do you have any other comments? I feel like we've pretty no. much we've we've covered it. Um, if if you feel like you need more coverage or specific advice, you can always leave a comment below. If you're watching on YouTube, um, we read all the comments. So if you if you want if you want uh, additional information, yep, drop it drop it in a comment below. And uh, thank you for watching. Uh, this is the end of the episode, and we will see you next time.